Hello there everyone, and welcome back to episode 7 of season 3 for sight to be with you. This time my guest is none other than the legendary Mziety, someone who uh, personally inspired me in my streamer journey and sort of in you know tangentially got to this podcast. Uh, Mziety is a mental health blogger, author and combined variety talk show host slash streamer. This episode discusses all things mental health advocacy, the benefit of consuming trash for your brain, including smut, Kingdom Hearts slash Nerd Points, and some incredible conversation about why being a mental health advocate is important. This episode had me feeling all the feels with one of the most excellent people I've had the pleasure to know. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. I would also like to offer a content warning for this episode with the discussion of mental health challenges. This includes mentions of disordered eating, self-harm, suicide, and depression. These are, by and large, in passing, but some listeners may find this triggering, and we obviously don't want you to enjoy the podcast and not have a bad time with it. And remember, you can access resources at www.takethis.org forward slash mental health resources. Link attached to wherever you find this episode. Otherwise, enjoy it. Hello there, everyone, and welcome back to another delightful, enchanting, and rapturous episode of Psyched to be with you. Episode 7 now of Season 3. It is getting to the height of summer. And let me tell you, if this episode doesn't warm your heart slash soul, I don't know what will. Uh, I'm incredibly excited and in, in many ways starstruck to be with this episode's guest. Uh, someone I hold in, in a very high regard. Um, but with all that, I'll pass over to you, my very special guest, to please introduce yourself. If you could tell us who you are and what you do. Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Anxiety. I'm a mental health and variety talk show host, among other things. I've written stuff. I've talked to people about stuff. I talk to companies about stuff. Um, mostly it's mental health and uh, content creation related, but usually it's just mental health. And if we're completely honest, mental health is just being honest about how we're feeling and how we're doing uh which is pretty much everything and anything connected to that so that's me uh, yeah marie shanley i think is what it says underneath so yeah you should you should know that but uh chris i'm starstruck to be with you. are you are you serious are you serious thank you so much for having me Okay, all right, so with this, this is a, the whole, before we press record, we were doing this whole, like, ping-pong and uh, lifting each other up kind of business, uh, so we're all a bit giddy from that. Um, yeah. M, anxiety, Marie, any any preference on... M, let's M. go for let's go for M, but any of those are all my name, so whatever okay. rolls off your tongue. Um, should have asked that before I started recording, that's on me, I'm an excellent host. <laughs> so I, I had the pleasure of first meeting you um, through sort of Take This generally, uh, and oh, then we right. sort of ended up working together on a few things for PAX East 22. Uh, I, I made sure I got a selfie yes, with did. you at one point because that's that's, that's right we did um, and we've kind of like done a couple of other things back and forth since then sort of you know, kept in touch if you will um, so as I say I'm a big fan I uh, I actually would love to start I'm going to completely throw you off course right at the start of the episode <laughs> because okay. You, okay, you, do it. you're sort of known for um, one of your big pieces of advice is People come to me when they're about to start streaming and you give them this advice because they're like, I want to do mental health stuff. And you, you respond. I do, I do. Okay. All right. Your response is, that's great, but keep it under wraps. Don't think you can do everything. Like, you know, be, be chill. 
kind of don't 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 overstep boundaries be chill and you you have heard this on record before have said no one ever listens to my advice they go thanks and go off and try and do everything uh, <laughs> and a couple years ago now a uh, bold uh, albino boy streamer i won't name names uh wanted to start streaming and Four also slid into your dms and said hey i'm thinking of doing this thing have you got any advice so I would like to now go on record and say, I actually took your advice to heart and really kept my stream in a organized place. <laughs> so you can now Get know for a fact that I, I took what you said to heart and, and acted on it. Oh, Chris. Wow. It's really neat being heard. I don't even, the validation that I just got warmed my soul <laughs> like chicken soup. Thank you so much. Um, it was a funny thing of like mentioning what I was like, looking to do and it feels weird to talk about like before i started streaming in this context because this is content but like several people like okay do you know anxiety though like you need to you need to chat no really oh wow that's cool that's Uh, cool okay so that just says that people know my name that's you know (laughs) that's that's great because it's a weird name and usually people don't know how to pronounce it so i'm impressed that you're saying you sure people don't come to you and go like, "Do you know Mick City? <laughs> Mick City? Can you can I get some fries with my big Mick City?" Like, <laughs> like. we used to say. Uh, I used to have a, a a community member who used to pop into chat and go like, "It's DJ Mick City." <laughs> nice. Can I get myself a, a remix City on this channel? <laughs> oh God, we're so corny. Yeah. Okay. This All right. Premium. Um, there is. <laughs> kind of flu- like fluctuation of structure to this thing i'm kind of getting i'm sorry i'm ruining your structure oh, no, i'm so I, sorry I, I, did I you know i have adhd it's... Okay, <laughs> so one of my friends came up with this and i, I kind of love it uh, but as a playful like okay. i have adh phd whereas like all i can think of okay. is phd so i can't focus on anything else but also That's everything amazing. at once because i don't want to do the phd <laughs> I like that. I like, but that's that's real. And the hyper focus and everything—it connects to everything. I like that. I like that. I do not have a PhD though. I want to go on the record because I, I think that's like the second question people ask. They're like, "You talk about mental health. You have a you know a degree in that." And I'm like, "Well, I don't give anybody advice or therapize anybody, so you don't really need to have a degree to be like today sucks." I promise you, you can tell people today sucks without a degree. You just can't give professional and or medical advice without a degree. And you certainly shouldn't be doing that on the internet. Well, you shouldn't be doing... Yeah, even if you have a degree, you shouldn't be getting on the internet and being like, do you know I think you have bipolar? Don't do it. (laughs) And it's... Okay, I'm sorry. I'm still derailing this. It's fascinating to me how many people have diagnosed me. With, I like, literally one of my rules is do not diagnose or pretend to diagnose somebody on stream or say, like, oh, you may be, you know... You can kind of say... Uh, you know, somebody that I know with that it, it has this diagnosis, does that relate to you? You know, but you can't be like, I think you have bipolar. So that's one of the rules in our community. The amount of people who have come to me and been like, you're autistic. I know you are. Or uh, you have bipolar too. Have you looked into that? I'm pretty sure. And it's because people connect to the conversations we have. And then what do people do? They empathize, right? Like, oh, she's saying this. I have felt that. I think that that's part of my diagnosis. Therefore, maybe she has this diagnosis. Uh, and um, it's it's fascinating to me how often that's happened. 
I'll let you run your show now, though. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's free form. It's how we. It's how we go. It's like a, like an ice cube. You know, you can get those ice cube trays in different shapes. Some are fun. Like, I, yeah. think I, have, I think I have a Super Mario ice cube tray somewhere. See, that's the kind of thing that, like, you say, like, oh, I think I have that. You definitely have it, Chris. Like, you definitely have. You don't need to pretend. You, you, come, you come on my show. You call me out like that. <laughs> okay. I, I, do, there, like, I, I might. I yes. do own it. I don't know where it is. Okay, fair. All right. That's that's because then you might not have, like, what if it went out with the trash in one day or something? Yeah, okay. All right, fair, fair. Um. So... You do all those, as you describe it, stuff with mental health. Uh, what have you been up to lately? What have you been working on? Uh, okay, so I, I will I will disclose the biggest thing that I've been working on is raising a tiny person that I made recently. So that that's takes a lot of time and attention. Um, and then when I'm not doing that, I do also have a job. Um, it is related to mental health. Like I have a nine to five. Uh, it's tangentially related to mental health. It's more related to just like making sure kiddos grow up with uh, with good, healthy information. Uh, it's child's entertainment. And then outside of that, <laughs> uh, the cool stuff that I've done recently, I've written a chapter for, uh, I know you, if you're listening to this podcast, you know who Dr. Rachel Coward is. Um, and I've if written you don't, a chapter. Check out Dr. Yeah. Rachel Coward's episode. Yeah. Yeah, what if get you don't, on that. How? How do you not know? I, also, how did you end up here? Yeah, like not. No, Chris is wonderful, and you can find him in your own right. But Dr. Coward is like the bee's knees, right? Uh, but so I wrote a chapter for her Psychiatrist uh, Witcher psychology book. I'm very stoked about that on attachment theory and Jennifer Vangerberg. No spoilers. Nice. Um, so that's really exciting. Uh, I am also maybe possibly. Hopefully, it's really interesting to know if by the time this comes out, if I'll be in the process of writing my second book. Let's manifest it. Just heard. Let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's happening. Um, I will, I am, have been. Time, time's funny. Tenses are funny. Uh, on a podcast at Tribeca Film Festival for uh, discussing mental health. Um, I know I just recently wrote this out and I can't remember it all. Um, that, those are those are the big plans. I'm still streaming. Uh, I've been focusing on making Instagram little blurbies to hopefully make you smile at least for half a second today. Because that's that's all I want. Um, and playing a lot of Disney Dreamlight Valley to escape the reality that we are living in. Nice. Uh, I know I'm doing other cool stuff, but I can't think of it off the top of my head, even though I should have. I know it was in that prep packet. I know, Chris. I know it was. When, you, when you're when doing so much cool stuff, it's impossible to keep track of it all, right? You know what I mean? Oh, that's, that's very nice. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> definitely. Don't, don't forget, all of Em's links will be attached to wherever you found this episode. Um, so you'll be able to follow all those various Instagram blobbies. Blobbies? Uh, right. Sure. Blue, bloobies. That's, yeah. Yeah, one of those, that. all of them. Why not? Mm-hmm. Jeremy, bury me. What is time? What are words? It's all good. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, Jeremy, bury me. True. True. Um, so you I mentioned the zeitgeist of uh, the Witcher. Uh, yeah. I also have a chapter featured in that. So yeah, you do. I can technically say once again, try and like shoehorn that I've worked with uh, anxiety onto my CV. I don't say that's shoehorning. <laughs> that's accurate. We, I generally like you as a person and any project that you're assigned on to, on to is always like a, Ooh, 
got it's got a, a little check of approval because Chris is doing it. Got to be good. I mean, other than Doc, again, Doctor Cohort, we are we stay in here. Yeah, big, but, big uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, anything you sign on for. Usually, whenever I see like, oh, Chris is doing this too. <laughs> like, for example, the the take this review board that we're both on. There you go. That's a, definitely a thing I'm doing very regularly. Yeah, but it's funny you say that because I do that in reverse. We're <laughs> so like, wait, if Amazon. Yeah, that's good. I'll I can maybe I can maybe get that's involved. That's adorable. Oh, um, that's hot praise. <laughs> how do you think I feel? <laughs> um, so I you mentioned you mentioned writing your second book. Uh, which means you wrote, yeah. wrote a first book. I, I had the pleasure of reading it recently. Um, so I want to say it's an incredible read. I, I file it under that sort of short list that I have of, I think, it's books everyone should read. I think it had genuine no. value. I kind of wish I could have given that book to, like, teenage me, um, oh. which, which ironically is one of the pieces of content in the book. Um, it is. But I would love to to address a couple of points from the book, if that's all right. Like but, but, I am mind blown. Like I understand people bought copies of the book because I don't have them anymore in my house. But anytime people tell me that they actually read it, I was like, oh, I thought you just bought it to be nice. Like, oh, my friend wrote a book here. Here's, you know, 10 bucks. So you could say that you sold a copy. The fact that you actually read it. Thank you so much. Thank <laughs> you. That's so sweet. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. So um, towards the start of it, and obviously they, they are a, an edited version of essays that you released over time prior collected everywhere Mm -hmm. um and during one of those earlier moments you actually say three things you'd like to achieve apart from you know having a positive impact on one person at any time which we can definitely say you've done tick um you also say you would like to be a published author get married and have a child i i I, from what i'm aware of what you've said and things i've seen on the internet all three of those things are true they are how's that feel how um, as mind blowing as the fact that people are reading my book, I um, I actually recently so I had a I had a, I had a girlfriend um, uh, who is going through a hard time with uh, with her family, and she recently realized that she has um, a few narcissists that she's dealt with growing up, and she messaged me specifically to say that she's like, oh my god, I should have been reading this sooner. Because as I'm going through this journey, uh, you know, reading your stories about your narcissistic parents, uh, all this to say, hold on, I'm going to fast forward. She she was very sweet and very kind and complimentary of the book, which made me go back and be like, what the hell did I write? <laughs> so I went back and, and just, you know, flipped through uh, my blog and I was looking at it and it's actually kind of mind blowing and I had to do this when I put together the book, but it's mind blowing to measure your the passage of time and the progress that you've made as a person through things you've done on the internet, right? And that's very scary because a lot I'm sure a lot of it I would look back at and cringe. Some of it I probably still have to apologize for just just because you know time has passed. I would hope that we continue progressing and learning and were stupider in the past and smarter in the future although that's not always linear right and that's okay but all that to say i was uh rereading a piece that was like stuff i hope to accomplish before i'm 30 and i remember writing that and i remember being like oh look at this this is all stupid it's all bare minimum this is all failing this is all like 
basically like, yeah, who hasn't done this? And I was, I remember that thought process and I'm reading this in the blog and I'm going, son of a gun, you're doing fine. You're doing okay. You're so mean. You're doing okay. <laughs> and I think that like, I, I probably current me, I, I hope that me five years from now does not have to tell past me that like, that's very mean of you to say that to yourself. I hope that I've made a little bit more progress in self-kindness since then. But yeah, how does it feel? I think the biggest takeaway is uh, it's cool to see your growth. It's cool to see the difference. And one of the things is I, I wish I was nicer to myself. As I flip through everything, I remember how much, as I was putting together this book, the amount of self-loathing went into it of like, why am I even doing this? It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. People are going to waste money buying this book. I was so mean. And in a shocking twist, I was that mean to myself. And I also did not like myself. And I was also so depressed. And it was like, uh, you know, if I compare like 2016 depression anxiety that started everything that the blog and I'm sorry, 2017, uh, uh, that's probably like level, like still a few levels below how depressed anxiety was who wrote the book in 2019, mm-hmm. but really mean, she's really mean to herself and, uh, no crap. Yeah. No, no wonder that you were so depressed dude and i don't think i don't think there's a scenario in which i could have just been like just be nicer to yourself and then this all would could have been avoided uh but all this to say the journey seeing that journey now from almost 33 year old marie with a kid with the husband with the with the writing with the book released wow that's really cool and uh, so my recommendation is go out there and, and write something that you can and t- put a reminder on your calendar to read it in 10 years and just see how you feel about that. I think it's it's worth pointing out, and, and this is this is me just wholeheartedly recommending the book. It, it does have a nice narrative structure to it. I feel like you start in one place, you end in another. It doesn't necessarily end with any... A spectacular kind of, and now everything is fine. Kind of. Oh, I did not want that. Um, and I, that I is so think, such baloney. Yeah, it, it just makes it so real, you know, and really relatable in that sense. And I think that adds to the the raw emotion of the book. I would, and this is one of those things I definitely should have cleared before we started the episode. But I'd like to read one of my favorite passages from it, if that's all right. Oh my god, I'm gonna turn into a tomato. You you definitely can. It. The other thing is, I don't like, I don't dissociate, but I do. Sometimes when people tell me like a quote or something, I'm like, I wrote that. Yes, I wrote that. Definitely. I definitely wrote that. Um, I, this this particular sort of, I, I'm reading it from my e-reader. No brands. I'm not sponsored. Um, but like it, I highlighted this because I was like, oof, this hits. So is that, is that, is that all right? You sure we're okay to? Go, 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 right. go ahead. I'm going to melt into a puddle, but go ahead. I dedicate this final paragraph to that ugly creature which remains in my head. You may darken my achievements with your presence, but you are never winning. There is too much unknown in my future to give in to your ideas. I am sure that there are worse things ahead because I have seen them before. But I am equally sure that the good things can outshine those awful things. If you are going to keep rummaging, I have to keep fighting. 
I wish I could get rid of you once and for all, but as long as you are here to stay, to keep me down, I resolve to keep you down. That, that. She wasn't all just mean to herself. <sighs> sounds like she was. She had a resolution, and I, and also it sounds like I've been doing pretty good keeping that monster down. If that gives anybody a little bit of hope that you can keep that monster at bay, there you go. It was good. Sorry, Chris. Please. No, I mean like that. That's that was the passage. I think that's incredible. I think it, it really it hits. It reminds me of. Um... <laughs> Like, there's a Native American parable of, like, two wolves. Have you heard of this? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. For, for listeners' benefit, I'll just, like, really quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a meme now. That's why I'm smiling. <laughs> if anybody's just listening to this as a podcast, it's not because I, I think it's very important and it's serious and it's impactful. I'm only smiling because uh, it's, it's – I'm thinking of God of War now because yeah. of it. But go up, please. Um, a, a young boy speaks to his, his grandfather and he sort of says, you know, um, how do we sort of manage ourselves, essentially? And the grandfather says, son, it's that in every side of us, there are two wolves. One is love, joy, happiness, passion. The other is hate, violence, anger, jealousy. Uh, and they are constantly at war within ourselves. You know, and the boy looks at him and says, well, your, your grandfather, how do, how do we know which one wins? And he says, the one you feed the most. And that's kind of like the, you know, what you what you perpetuate even within your own self, um, that fighting that monster, you, you can choose to sort of you know, level up yourself or level up the monster. And it makes sense to at times when you can choose to level up yourself to help beat that monster. I think that's one of the things. The nerdy boy, gamey boy that I am, why that particular quote really resonated with me. You know, vis-a-vis Dark Link kind of business. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. We brought in Dark Link. Good. You're getting so many nerd points. I hope anybody's <laughs> counting in the audience. And to the to the point also of uh, one of the bigger revelations I had when it comes to my own mental health is that in it, it, it that was reflected in that writing um, is that you you do keep fighting. That's how you win. Because I rem- I um, I'm I'm sure folks listening, if you've ever been on the receiving end of, you'll probably have depression for the rest of your life. You know, like th- that quote from a therapist, a psychiatrist, um, after many, many years of being on and off medication and then being like, nope, I'm staying on this because it's keeping me alive. After many years of uh, fighting, going to therapy consistently after many years of just, just being in complete denial that this was a problem I would have to deal with for the rest of my life, perpetuated definitely by stigma and other people being like, no, we're not even going to go there. There's way too much stigma for me to even pluck a few things out. Uh, <laughs> you you know just it's so there because it's there. Yeah, you know it's there. Fam, just, you know, it exists. You've have you been on the, the internet? Yeah. <laughs> On the internet, you probably talk to the aunt that's like, you're just not doing yoga. You know, I have a friend, Janice, she started doing yoga. She's never been sad since then. She does so much yoga. Have so, you been to the puppy room that we installed on campus for that one day last year? Did that not solve everything? Did that not? You need to go look at a sunset. <laughs> How many sunsets do I need? How many, tell me, is it 100? Is it 90? Because I haven't clocked all of them yet. That might be the issue. Please do tell me. Uh, but yeah, so the, it, there was a, you know, a moment that one of my doctors was like, oh, no, this thing's staying. Like, it's very clear that whatever you're dealing with mentally, 
is here to hang out for a long time. Um, and that's after, you know, coming to terms of, okay, yeah, I've probably been dealing with this since I was 13, diagnosed around 19, 27. Yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably not going nowhere. Okay. Um, but the realization that um, it's not, I kept looking for the key. The I'm going to unlock this door and on the other side, there's going to be no depression, no anxiety, definitely no ADHD, definitely no uh, trauma. No, I'm just going to unlock it. And then all of that's going to be behind me and I'm going to walk around free is, from is, everything. Isn't that the story of Kingdom Hearts? Did, <laughs> did it? Thank you. Hey. All right. We're, we're all back here. I'm a huge Kingdom Hearts nerd for anybody who doesn't know who's watching. Um, and I've written... Or take this. I I wrote an essay on how Kingdom Hearts connects to mental health, which Chris I know very slyly has brought. You dog. I I, um, I do my uh, <laughs> I do my research for my guests. Um, you know. But yeah, so I I kept expecting that like I'm gonna open this door. I'm gonna do something in therapy that's gonna unlock it. I'm gonna have the revelation, and I'm gonna be like free. That's it. Just everything's gonna leave my body. Um, and the realization that that's not what happens, it does for some people, and that's cool. That's awesome. But it doesn't for everybody. And that doesn't mean you just, it's not a guess I'll die now scenario, even though it feels like it is. And at times I was literally suicidal, so I probably should have uh, content warning that. Apologies. I'll put it in the edit. Um, it's fine. All right. Um, but yeah, at, it's it's not, that's not it. You don't have to unalive you you can just come to terms with the fact that it's a battle you're gonna have to fight and it's not a battle everybody else fights and that sucks but uh that's the one you gotta fight to be really wax lyrical and, and you sort of said this yourself at the start of that where we're like i i one of the things i admire most about people is the innate ability to just carry on you know, people just possess this resolve that I, I feel like we almost don't see in other creatures that share our planet, you know? Um, and I always like like to succinctly, because I, I can be concise. It's very rare, but I can. Um, I but can't. like, it reminds I'm me impressed. of that um, Bob Dylan quote that's just like, all I knew how to do was to keep on keeping on. And like, that's it. Just if you yeah. keep on keeping on. No, that's it. Yeah. So I, I realized, you know, everyone go read the book. There'll be a link to the book. Check you. It's a great read. It's 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 not massive. There's a lot very of easy reading. Resellers, by the way. So uh, I hope you post. Maybe put, just post to my website, and that I link out to the accurate Amazon description because there's way more reason. I did not make. I'm gonna be completely honest and not for pity points. Honestly, I did not make a lot of money on this book. I maybe made maybe two hundred dollars after everything was said and done uh so um i i don't know what the resellers are getting out of it but there's a ton of resellers on amazon and uh they sell it for more money than it needs to be sold for so don't don't buy it like obviously that's despicable in it in every sense but like of all the books (laughs) The one that's, that's like the, a boat. No, I mean, all like, those other books also have this problem. It's just a silly, it's a silly thing. I don't know what determines when a scalper is like. Yeah, I do it. Um. So so definitely, people. I recommend people read the book. Uh, check the link to M's um, website. Hundred percent. 
But I think one of the things I like to get onto in this show is why do you do what you do? And we kind of have that biographical, like why it started. So I'm going to reframe this slightly and say, what is it that keeps you going and doing this Ooh. now? Like you have a nine to five. You mentioned you became a parent. Like you, I don't think anyone would be mad if you're like, yeah, I'm not streaming for a bit. I'm taking an extended break or uh, be, be bothered with streaming. I don't think anyone would begrudge you that. Well, in all fairness, I have, and I probably likely will, if not by the time this episode comes out, have taken plenty of breaks uh, from streaming specifically. Uh, when it comes to anxiety itself, I don't think that I could ever shut it down. Like, I, I, it was very recently I was exhausted and, and frustrated, and I was like, this is it. Come on, close down the website, and I'm going to stop writing. And it felt like I took a limb off my body or was like attempting to take a limb off it. Like, it's just not, I don't, I, I don't think I could do that. It's such a, I've, speaking of things you learn to battle, it's something that I have learned to live alongside. There was a very long time where uh, anxiety felt too big for me. Like the concept felt too big. Uh, the pressure felt too big. The not living up to some random person's expectations was too much. Um, and But now that I'm on the other end of that, of like, this is a part of me, it is not all of me, and it doesn't have to be all of me. And um, I don't have to, you know, get like ninja Pokemon level, star, uh, level of famousness uh, or accept that as a, a need to continue creating, I think for a very long time, I thought I had to, like, it's very all or nothing, right? Like either you are the top, the top of the top, or what are you even doing? And uh, once I removed that pressure for myself and I started working with myself in a, on a level that I am comfortable with of sometimes I'm going to write and then there's going to be months where I don't write. And sometimes I'm going to stream and there's going to be weeks where I don't stream. And I need that. I need those drips and drops of, of creating this thing and talking about mental health and uh, talking about my feelings in a way that other people say helps them. I need that as part of who I am. Um, so that's self-serving. I don't think that's the answer people want. People want an answer that's like, I do it. For the folks, for the people, of course. Um, and I do, I, I do. I don't think any, I would hope nobody in my community would ever doubt that for a second. I, I love the space that we have created. I love the community that we have. I love that uh, we fundraise for mental health causes. I love that non, I am connected to amazing nonprofits that are making a huge difference uh, in how mental health is perceived, viewed, and used going forward in the gaming space and outside of it. I love all of that. And um, if nothing else, becoming a parent makes that, it, it's really interesting because becoming a, a parent has both put that in the perspective of, um, okay, I have to do even less of this because parenting is a lot, especially the first year of your kid's life. And um, even though the bar set really low by my parents, I kind of want to hop over that at least, right? So so, that, so 
on one hand, there's that. On the other hand, it feels even more important to leave the world just a smidgy better than you found it. Um, and also the realization that I don't have to leave actually when I say world, I don't mean the entire globe better. Mm-hmm. It could just be, you know, today leaving the world better than I found it could be the fact that, you know, maybe I was kind to a neighbor who needed it. You, you know, join a friend's podcast, you know. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's it's realizing that like all of us, there's so many humans on this planet. And if all of us put in just that smidgy, that 10 seconds of extra effort a day to, to make the world a little bit better than it was yesterday, and some days we're going to fail at it, honestly, but if we keep putting in that effort, we, we might be onto something. We might make something really neat. Um, and so having a kid really sets that in perspective because uh, for a very long time, I was trying to come to, as I, as we were starting to expand our family, I was trying to come to terms with like, this world sucks. There's so much <laughs> going on that is absolutely terrible. Um, so much hatred, so much vitriol towards people for who they are, um, which impacts our mental health, homelessness. We're burning the planet alive. Like all of that really, really, really um, makes you, I, I mean, I'm the kind of, person oh i i hate when people start sentences like that but here we go (laughs) i'm the kind of person that i would hope uh tries to wants to fix a problem and so i think at first it gets really scary and you're like i want to fix all the problems and now i've come to a place of i want to fix this much of the problem today and then hopefully this much of it tomorrow and then hopefully this much so to answer your question in the least roundabout way, which I definitely have not. I think that was like a five-minute answer. <laughs> uh, the short answer to that question is I just, I want to know that I tried to do something to make the world a little bit better today than it was yesterday. That I tried. I'm not even saying that I did, but I want to know that I tried. That, like, chills. <clears throat> chills in that type of answer i think like that you should is... put on a jacket that was that's not that profound <laughs> <laughs> it's not that profound but definitely jacket worthy yeah i see that okay all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um no that's great and i think you know it, it's so true it, it, especially when i love like the acknowledgement of, like you might fail at that you don't always have the extra spoons to do it you know but like just saying like incrementally you know some is better than none one percent today and every day is better than no percent and trying to make yourself do 50% in a day is too much. <clears throat> um, one of the things as well, I suppose I'd like to ask, you mentioned this earlier on, you, you potentially might be working on the second book. Can you maybe tell us a little bit about what that might look like? Absolutely cannot. Yeah. I can't. I can't. I actually cannot tell you because if um, uh, where we are right now, it's not a done deal and there are two future books that i would really like to write and when i say future i mean it could be 20 years from now so everybody hold on to your pants and keep holding on to them um but uh there is a there is a future in which one of those books focuses heavily on uh making sure that we highlight the impact uh on your mental health content creation has Mm -hmm. um because it's 
it's rough. And every time I see another creator being, uh, you know, there, there's definitely plenty to, uh, to, to hold accountable creators for. There's plenty of crappy people who get an audience and use it not for nice things. Uh, and we need to hold them accountable by we, I don't know who we is like a collective human species or something. Um, but, uh, creators put in a, so much work and I, I think the, and I, I'm sure this number is off, but if I'm not mistaken, I think it's literally only 8% of content creators total are successful. And by like, if success is measured by, I am able to provide for myself by mm -hmm. this might be even less. Viable. It might be like 2%. Right. Right. That it's financially, I am making a living doing this. And all I am doing is posting pictures on Instagram or streaming on Twitch or what, what creating content, mm -hmm. writing, I'm blogging, right? Um, it's really hard to be successful doing it. And the bar socially is so high. Like I, I was reading this morning, uh, many mornings ago, because this is in the future, <laughs> uh, many mornings ago, I was reading about uh, this woman who got absolutely torn to shreds because she posted on TikTok celebrating that she was able to buy herself a house and she didn't need to buy a mortgage. And it's because she's a content creator. And people ripped her apart. And these are the same people watching her. So part of me is like, you could have just not watched, I guess. And then she couldn't, wouldn't have money, right? You're, you're, you supported her getting to this point. Um but the the idea was that it was insensitive for her to be excited that she's bought herself a house when so when there is a lot of issues with homelessness and everything and i and i don't that issue is incredibly important that is a mental health issue homelessness is a mental health issue an ability to afford a mortgage because the interest rates are out of this world is a mental health issue however both can exist at the same time we could be concerned about issues in this world and we could also be celebrating with people who are able to achieve more than they ever thought that they could. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Um, and I mean, um, you know, you know me, <clears throat> I'm from Liverpool, I'm very sort of your know, anti-establishment, anti-capitalist, I I'm clear sure, sure, opinions, sure. don't care. But I think there's a really weird kind of nexus of attacking the few people that make a success doing something that these fans like and support actively even right. if they're doing that for negative purposes instead of going for like the true two percent that possess 90 percent right. of the world's wealth that like could solve some of these problems like that <laughs> like doing well for yourself and, like you know yeah buying a i can't house, go to jeff like... bezos and tell them that he needs to solve you know give me four hundred thousand dollars so that i i can pay off my student loans i can't do that but I can go on TikTok and get really mad at this random woman that I supported up until now. I mean, I watched her, I guess I watched her content. Like so she somehow made this money, right? So somebody was supporting her and the content she was making. Hopefully it wasn't content of her, like, you know, hurting baby seals or something. So oh, I'm God. presuming it wasn't. <laughs> so, yeah. So the, the fact that we could support people and then break them down when they when they are more successful than we are. Oof. That sucks. What a time to be alive. And I say that with 
a pinch of sarcasm and a heavy dash of cynicism. Um, it's always what a time to be alive. Sorry, Chris, we're millennials. It's always what a time to be alive. <laughs> We've had 4,000 historical events in our lifetime. What a time to be alive. Yes, uh, all the time. <laughs> there's um, I, you know, I, I don't know if you can tell this because if you're watching the video, you can see it over my shoulder, several Fallout Boy pieces of memorabilia. And the song yeah. from the latest album by the same name, What a Time to Be Alive. You know, everything is lit except my serotonin is a lyric from yes! that song. Love, and I'm oh like, yes. Our joint love for, for Fall Out Boy is, is honestly, I think that's what put me over the edge into the, the Chris uh, fan club. That was it. I was like, oh, and he's a Fall Out Boy fan? We're never, ever, ever not being friends. What? Oh, this, this, can ah, I share my favorite? Oh, God. I'm still can I, wait, to... can I share my favorite Fall Out Boy lyric? Oh, of course. Okay. Uh, you are not... Uh, you are what you love, not who loves you. From the incredible duet with uh, Sir Elton John on Save Rock and Roll, the title track from that album. Incredible. That song, I have no shame in admitting, I cried when I saw it live. In beautiful, happy emotions. You saw it live? That sounds amazing. Yeah. This is a few years back now. It was on the Save Rock and Roll Tour, but that was, oof, spiritual moment. I believe it. I believe it. That lyric, I was driving. I don't think I pulled over, but I do think I definitely had a moment of, like, it, it blew my mind. And it's so simple, right? It's not, I don't think it's, like, incredibly profound, but it blew my mind because it was at the right place at the right time. You are what you love, not who loves you. Ooh, okay, so we get... We, okay, we both get... of us have dead air. I just want to point out, we, we're both doing dead air because I know you're continuing the lyrics in your head. Because yeah. I, I am. That's what's going I'm like, I'm bopping. I'm bopping to the rest of that song. Yeah. And then I just have to... You're just working out. out. Working out. Um, so we've talked about this. You, you, you're an incredibly busy person, which we love. You're doing incredible stuff, uh, in mine and many others' opinion. Uh, I know you sometimes don't necessarily agree with that assessment yourself. Really? Shaking your head really? vehemently over there. Um, but what do you do for fun or when you're not sort of working on it? I include, uh, you know, shall we say this? What are you doing for leisure time when not doing something you are required to do? That's a great question. Um... I, I get, oh man, that's such, okay. I'm not going to get pedantic and be like, well, what am I technically required to do? <laughs> I'm not going to get pedantic. I am going to say, I think in my leisure time, one of the things that I have been focusing on the most is making sure I'm connected with people I care about. So in my free time, I'm texting friends. I'm complaining to friends. I am connecting with friends like people that i you know that i already know uh that like are in the inside if you do the what is it called uh, the monkey number right the you can only have so many connections mm. and so I, I forgot what it's called Some uh, somebody please somebody help me i'm sure i'm sure if this is on youtube some commenter <laughs> will let us know uh, but yeah, so you have that, like your inner circle is like max 10 people, right? And then you go a little bit out, it's like max 20 people. And then it's like up to 250 people is that like max number of people you could be connected to. So yeah, making sure that that like 15-ish people that are right in there, that I feel connected to them. Because if I don't do that, 
uh, my head explodes and I get a very, I'm very sad. I am a very, I'm, I'm a very social being and I, it's very important to me that I'm connected to people I care about and that those people know that I care about them. And I do that through the rest of the circles, but it's really hard to even keep up with those like inner 15. <laughs> so, uh, so it's that I love reading. And I never have enough time to do it. I love reading. Um, and I like watching TV. But I have so many caveats. Because whenever you say, I like watching TV, people have like at least 10 things that you need to watch. Uh, <laughs> and maybe two of them, I'm like, oh, okay, I'd actually be interested in that. So here's the caveat to that. I can't watch anything like sad or dramatic. I just don't have the spoons for it. Mm-hmm. All of my work is revolves both is sad and dramatic uh, anxiety yeah every like both anxiety and my nine to five revolves around uh helping people who are not doing so hot right now Mm -hmm. so uh when i'm not doing that i want to be laughing at stuff and it could be life stuff it could be you know like like ted lasso isn't all always funny uh but i am very 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 persnickety it feels like the the bar is so high for me to enjoy a show because I only have like literally the 30 minutes to watch that one episode. So it mm-hmm. better be good. Cause if I just spent 30 minutes watching something that sucked, I'm going to be pissed. Cause that was the only 30 minutes I had in like the week. So you know I, what I, mean? I resonate with this on so many levels. Like one of the reasons, right? like, one of the jokes that I said, like, the reason I stream is because it allows me a few hours on a Saturday night to play a game. That might be the only yeah. time in a week I've had a chance to play a game. Uh, and even then I've been playing stuff that's like mental health adjacent that I need to for projects or research. <laughs> because I get it. Dedicated I get it. Time. Um, I also um, agree with the that, comedy yeah, um, of as course. well. Like I there think you go. just laughing okay. at stuff is so fun. Can you, so my next question is, have you read or like watched or played anything recently that you you want to recommend? Yeah, so uh yeah, that I was like of course I'm also gaming. Uh but I'm I'm really into Disney Dream Life Valley. Oh my gosh. It like I I don't know if it's healthy how much I love this game. It's created a space for me uh that like I'm able to make content from it and then also in that same game have the ability to just enjoy myself that doesn't feel like because often if you play a game for content then when you go back and try to play that game for leisure it just doesn't hit the same Mm -hmm. uh but this one i'm able to like have two separate kind of feels to it which is silly um so so there's that i am currently reading um i finished michelle obama's book uh i went then into like a whole period of where i just read smut I never in my life have read smut. I don't know. I just wanted to read, like, just some, I'm not saying all smut is, but the smut I was reading was, like, real lowbrow, like, nonsense. Like, women being like, and he took off his shirt, and then all I could do was think about his abs. You know, like, not incredible writing or anything. <laughs> just, like, so yeah, let's, let's, let's go there, you know? So I did that. Go ahead. I will say uh, that that term lowbrow is one I try to avoid. It's one of those that is kind sure. of rooted in uh, ableism. I'm not a huge fan of. I is learned it? This, I learned this through Twitter through uh, Jen Kretschmer. And teach me. Um, teach me. So like, it's just it, it's to do with uh, biological positivism and like where one's skull formation and therefore brows. Shut are up! I never knew that. Like, I I only learned this recently through Twitter. 
Um, but you, so I'm not. Don't feel like I'm calling you out. But no, what, you're not. The you're reason calling I me say in. this is because the way I like to talk about it is sometimes you just want some delicious trash, and that's fine. Like you just that's want, what it was. Just want delicious yeah. trash. Okay. No, I will definitely. That is a better term. I'm all. Thank you for educating me. I had not a single clue. Thank you for giving me the background on that because I will avoid the crap out of saying that now. Yes, it is tasty. It is brain trash. You need brain, you know, like you need junk food for your brain the same way you need like, you know, very, very healthy uh, exactly. apples and spinaches and everything. You need yeah. that. You need that. Yeah, you need that Twinkie once in a while, you know. You know that there's nothing good coming from it, but you, it's so good. And, and so delicious. you know, you found this delicious trash that is also smoy. Love it. <laughs> so I did that. Um, it was really funny because it was in between. I had read Michelle Obama's book, then I went into smut, and now I'm reading. Um, it's called Fat Talk, and it's uh, it's it's this. I can't remember the name of the journalist who wrote it, so my apologies. Um, but it's it's about how we talk about food with our children, and this Ooh. is a very touchy topic for me because I had two different eating disorders growing up. Uh, Food is weird. For those of us who grew up in the 90s, there was a lot of propaganda of like, fat is bad and sugar is bad. Instead, here's some aspartame. That's, that's fine. Don't, don't think about it, you know? So the, 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 the messaging we got was just like, eating bad, not eating good, but also you do have to sustain yourself somehow. So like, that doesn't make sense. So yeah. I think you make a really good reference with like particularly the 90s because I feel like this was the era where we kind of went from and I remember this as an advert it sticks like out of my brain and the advert was like I forget what it was for but it was a lady in the mirror and she's sort of speaking to her boyfriend or something and she's like does does my bum look big in this? It's just a sure, boyfriend. sure, sure. The punchline being that like Never say that to a lady. That would be incredibly insensitive. Right. Um, oh my goodness. Because this was the era of size zero and all these kind of mm-hmm. really weird things that happened. Um, whereas like now that is like a sociological kind of aim for like a, a more more curvaceous bottom uh, to try and yeah. say it in academic. Uh, random <laughs> recommendation. Greg Jenner, a historian, wrote a really, really okay. good book called Dead Famous. And it's actually the history of celebrity from the, the Bronze Age to the silver screen. And it talks oh my about gosh. this thing kind of Love that. came into fruition. Uh, there's a really creepy story about an artist and a 12-year-old girl. Bit strange, bit weird, but it, it kind of touches on that kind of thematic. All right. How, how we, you got to send me that title again. How, how we kind of began to it. form this picture of uh, uh, attractiveness and, and size, particularly, and, and weight mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. And yeah, yeah I, and I it, agree. This, like, I mean, the silliness of all that. Yeah, but there was just something about how flip floppy it was. Like going through, like in well, well through to the twenty ten. So strange. oh yeah, yeah. Um, Tina Fey put it really well. I'm sure if you Google it, there's a Pinterest quote somewhere out there. But it was like you have to have, you know, Kim Kardashian's bottom and so and so's lips. And so it's those hips and so it's those shoulders and like the 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 standard for like what your body should look like was absolutely absurd and like physically not human. Like no, you can't look, you know, you can't have giant lips, but also big, a big bottom. But all, you, like you can have a few of those things, but it's not a combination. You, it's not a Lego person that you could put together, you mm. know, and uh, and so 
anyway, but then there's the other side of that where people have connected like, oh, body positivity is anti-health. And that's also just not true, right? Uh, and so anyway, this book dives really well into like, when the heck did we connect our body image to a number and how food obviously plays a role in all of that? Um, and that all of those things can be disconnected. You can work out, you can look whatever the heck you look like. You don't have to work out and you can look totally different. And, uh, you know, and all of it is related to what you consume, but also not really. And also some people don't have access to the things that you have deemed are the only way to live healthily and all of that. And so I love it. I'm only halfway through and I'm sure it's going to take me another half year to get through the other half, but it's fantastic. It's one of those books where I like, so I bought a physical copy because I will be uh, handing this very not so passive, not passive, very passive aggressively <laughs> to some women in my life who have already made comments about how I'm feeding my child. Um, and I started being like, I'm just going to highlight highlight and then before you know it you look at the page and you're like oh so i just highlight the whole page i guess it's uh speaking to me mm -hmm. so uh yeah so that's where i am i'm reading that um and then we were watching the great on hulu and it got a little too dark for me that's like it's like dark humor mm -hmm. uh, it got a little too dark for me it's a little uh a little too bloody i appreciate it i respect it but right now i'm feeling a little so i am uh in my period of mourning ted lasso I know by the time this comes out, Ted Lasso will have ended, but I know I'm still going to be mourning it because that, that is, that's my comfort show. The way people talk about like friends and the office. And I never quite got that. Like mm -hmm. I was always, I never quite got what people talk when they were such fans of shows, they could like rewatch episodes over and over and over and over again. Ted Lasso is doing that for me. I've also highly enjoyed uh, Shrinking, which is the Harrison Ford, Jason Segel. Uh, this is a point where I could drop. I met Jason Siegel, got to ask him a question about the Muppets. He is wonderful. Uh, it was at a convention. So like, it's not like I was like, <laughs> but he's really, he's as wonderful as you think he is. Okay. I, I think I'm done talking. <laughs> okay. No, nice. I mean, that was some cool stuff. Like, I mean, just, yeah, there's so many, I, there's so many threads I could keep pulling on, but I want to be respectful of the time. Um, that's what, it's not like we can't chat. At any other point after the episode, just listeners won't get. No, that's episode. it. It's, that's... it's over. You have to. You once oh. you've paid me the ten thousand dollars for being Listen, on your. You're street. not supposed Am to just close a feet. I, I'm gonna have to edit that out now. Oh, the effort. Oh no. Am I? Wait. Did I? Guys, it's a hundred thousand dollars. I'm sorry, I didn't notice the zero there. Anyway, uh, it's nothing. It's it's just kidding. It's pocket change in the mental health awareness space. Everybody knows mental health advocates make all the money. With, what, uh, with the nonprofits that they're connected to? <laughs> and, the, and the two plus jobs. <laughs> right, they're two plus jobs. And then the all the sponsors that are like, oh, are you going to talk about suicidality? We're going to need to <laughs> not. Um, I've, I'm just kidding. That's only happened to me one time. All the other partners and sponsors that I've worked with are wonderful, but I did have one that was like, "Oh, are you actually going to talk about?" Wait, wait, you, you're going to actually talk about mental health? Nah. Oh no, not like that. If there's another uh, mental health advocate on YouTube who put it really well, he's like, "I have to stop doing YouTube for mental health advocacy because I can't afford my bills because a lot of advertising on YouTube pulled from mental health." Uh, content 
And he's like, which I don't understand because guess what? People who are depressed also need to wipe their bums. So like, why couldn't Charmin sponsor? It's true. And it just hit home, you know? Like, we're just people. I don't know. Why can't you sponsor me? I'll, you know, I still need to uh, wash my hair sometimes. Come on. Yeah, and if you want a sheen full volume like I do, you know. Chris, your hair is absolutely phenomenal. Can we talk about that for a second? <laughs> I, How do you get it so like shiny and smooth and so le- wonderful? I, I legitimately get asked this question a lot. <laughs> and oh, like, I didn't know that. Okay, no, all right. Like, truly, truly, I use I use a shampoo and conditioner bar from a company. I'm, I'll join. I'll name them. I'll like friendly. Oh, bar. Soaps. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay. I I wash my hair every day. But like it is, it's okay. it's light as a cloud. It's white as a cloud, so it kind of works as an analogy. But like, yeah, it's definitely one of my defining features. I like to think of it as slight. Between, like I've said before on the podcast that like if you imagine what you think a psychologist to look like, I do very much align with that stereotype. <laughs> like, now, hold on, a bar. I like that because I, I I've been trying to get away from from uh, plastic bottles. So that sounds great. I want, I, I want these links and some, they should sponsor you. Look at that. There we go. Full circle. And for those, those among us who like to travel via aircraft, they're bars, they're solids. They don't, don't constitute towards your liquid allowance. You know, it depends. The TSA in the U S one time I brought a candle on cause I bought it where I was and I brought a candle on and I kid you not, it took three TSA agents and they were scratching their heads and they're like, well, technically if you light the candle, it's liquid. Should well, you're not, not going to light you... the candle. Just whip out the candle on the plate. Sorry, I, I just need my like, therapy. Gonna... Right. I was like, am I going to pull it out on the airplane and be like, oh, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Anyway, I did get the candle on board. Everything was fine. But all this to say that, you know, you never know what TSA. Like, I don't want them. I don't want to buy a $20 bar of, of shampoo and then TSA to be like, you know. assume I can afford twenty dollars bars of shampoo. <laughs> hey, all that advocacy money, am I right? Right, right. That's a hundred thousand dollars that you should be able to afford. Your, you know, twenty dollars shampoo. Yeah. Uh, so uh, these are two of my favorite questions I ask on the show, and um, yeah, the the first one is I, I can maybe guess what your answer might be, but I'm going to ask anyway. Um, you have access to unlimited resources, time, expertise, people, okay. whatever you want. Sure. What is your ultimate blue sky idea? What's one thing you would love to do? Oh, my, wait, what if I tell you and then somebody steals it and then... Because they just wouldn't have the way of pulling it off the way you do. Okay, all right, okay. Um, also, you can... No, but in all like seriousness, I've details, said this before. Like... I've said this before uh, because there there was a time where I did... Uh, I had, uh, I had, the, the, there's this venture capitalist. Um, I love him. He, uh, part of what if ventures and he specifically focuses on mental health, uh, businesses. Um, and we did a Twitch pit anyway, not, it has nothing to do with anything. Where was I going with this? Uh, money. Oh, blue sky idea. No, all this to say it's out there already. Cause I was on his podcast and I did talk about it. Um, I had a dream that anxiety would be like the ultimate resource destination. Mm-hmm. I would rate resources that are available online. I would rate rehabs. I like that. I like the, the whole site. Uh, and so it would be like the one-stop shop that you could go to, to get any and all information, just the Bible on mental health resources. 
I literally just got an image of like a skyscraper with just anxiety on the front, like people going. No, to don't wear, do that. I would probably name it something else. That's so like... <laughs> self-serving. Oh my god. No, no, but like people are like yeah, I work for like anxiety. Like they're going through articles, the research, and obviously like oh. they'd all like live a super happy life because you'd have really good like work-life balance and like well, of course, you know those type. Of, it'd yeah. be really inclusive and wonderful. I can see that. I'd work for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, I probably would hire you. Like. <laughs> I, I mean, probably, like, if I had money, I would hire you. Not Like, if I could hire you, I would hire you. That's not a at probably this, question. At this point, we're just exchanging the same podcast fee. <laughs> we are. The, the same right. $100,000. $100, right, right. Forth. It's all pocket change, though, right? <laughs> to us mental health advocates. So it's fine. Um, we're recording this podcast both on our private jets. No, yes. if you're just listening, we are not on our private jets. <laughs> we are not on any... Nobody has private jets. <laughs> anyway, I think I'm tired, Chris. I think I think it's time for me to to go to sleep. Go ahead, <laughs> ask that last question. <clears throat> okay, um, this one is: Is there anyone or or a group of people that you'd like to give a shout out to? Just because you know, part of this discussion is is why we do what we do, uh, and oh, there's no. usually a good army oh, of people um, who who do that. Uh, you know, you, I'm going to try and be restrictive. You could just name like an org or a group. You know, but it's anyone you just like to highlight who maybe you think deserve like a, a, a to be on blast. You know, like we've already sort of stand Rachel Cohen in, in, you know, in this chat. <laughs> like... Okay, but like that is it's such a tumble because I I I'm one of the okay this is so cheesy but I am I'm one of those people okay again starting that I'm one of those people that I like liking things so the list of things that I like that I would like to like shout out is very long. I will focus on obviously take this, take this.org. Uh, but then you can't say take this without mentioning safe in our world, right? Mm-hmm. And then obviously I have to mention to write love on our arms. So take this uh, is US side offering resources uh, for both, both like the regular uh, people who consume uh, gaming content, but also for companies looking for uh, information and like how to do well by both their employees and create games that represent mental health. Right. Uh, And then we have safe in our world that is very similar, but in the UK, Rosie, Mm -hmm. I love you. And then um, also on the podcast. Yeah. Huge fan. Of of course she was. Of course she was. (laughs) This, this was such a roster. Frankly, Chris, how could you wait this long to have me? No, I, I, okay. (laughs) Because I, we barely got this to happen. Um, and then to write love on our arms for the resources, they provide access for people to get scholarships to have access to um, therapists, which is really huge. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I know there's so many, and please don't be mad at me if I've worked with you before and I didn't mention you. I I'm promise being I still love you. And That's my fault. Don't worry, it's not. It's not M's fault. It's me. No, okay, but those are the big three that, like, honestly, make my world go round, and that make um, that I think do so much good that it's very important that they everybody's aware of them. Okay, yeah. right. You are going to a biodome of your choice for a vacation, right? To take okay. with you, you're taking one album, one book. One film slash TV show. These are always the okay. worst because I don't want to just do and, one. I and would never game. just do one. If okay. so, you, you're going for it as long as you'd like. So you can you can make you know if short. One of the forests, be. first of all, it's definitely going to be a forest, the middle okay. of the woods cabin. Beautiful. Okay. Um, Next. 
every device works magically if you need it. You can take Dream Not Valley, it'll work, don't worry. Um, okay, okay. But the good. main thing is that if it comes in a collection, you can have it. You know, if the box set, whatever. It's cheating! Especially because how many times was Kingdom Hearts re <laughs> Like, every iteration of all the games. Just cheat but... and be like Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Kingdom Hearts, I think it's called, like, the ultimate collection. It doesn't have 4 in it. Uh, but it does have every other game. So I'd be fine, like, I'd be... Uh, no, it doesn't even have three in it because you you threw me off. Which one is the last one? It has all of them up until three, and I'd be fine not playing three. I'd be sad. I did like three, um, but yeah. So Kingdom Hearts. Sorry, no. do you want to finish your question? I don't think I let you. No, that that's the question. Like, if it comes as a package, okay. you can have it. But okay. One album. Right, so one, one of each, right? One disc DVD, right? Sure. Book game. What are you taking? Okay. All right. Book. 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 All right. Um, I'm looking. I'm cheap. So for those of you who are listening, I am looking at my bookshelf, which is to my right. So it is kind of cheating. Movie obviously. Right. Uh, so movie obviously is Tangled. Nice. Like no question. I could a- watch that until the cows come home. Game is yeah the Kingdom Hearts Ultimate Edition that has every single Kingdom Hearts game up until three came out, which I know is cheating, but too bad. That's, that's uh, solid, solid collection. Okay, solid collection. Um, in terms of what I would reread over and over again, oh, that's so hard. Uh, I recently fell in love with the series too, and I—it's not the complete Witcher collection. <laughs> Obviously, but like that wasn't—that wasn't the series. I'm thinking of oh, all right. Oh, wait, is here's it what people, I don't know how people are gonna think about this, but um. Every few years in my life, I reread Bridget Jones' diary. Yes, I know it's based on Pride and Prejudice. Thank you. No, thank you. But every few years of my life, I reread Bridget Jones' diary, and it hits me in a new way, and I take something else from it. And uh, it's light, but somehow also makes me think. And um, yeah, so in terms of the books, I I would grab the collection of Bridget Jones diary because that I would reread it and get new nuggets from it. Um album. What disc you spinning? Uh see, like I know. Like, do I pick Jack Johnson? Uh in between dreams. Beautiful, right? Or do I go for uh the color, the shape, the sound, Foo Fighters. Ooh, also solid. beautiful. Um mm. It's hard. Uh, music is honestly the hardest one because I could probably listen to something forever and ever and ever. Um, I would probably, if I had to listen to one song for the rest of the time, it'd probably be Rainbow Connection by the Muppets. Mm-hmm. Um, the the reason I like I like this question is because like the I really discover how people think about albums, right? And I feel like uh-huh. this is something that's maybe kind of lost on like. The kids with the Spotify, uh, because like uh-huh. for me, a good album starts in one place and takes you in, in another. It goes on a narrative kind of arc. Oh, right? well, then Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. That's it. If you want to talk about a journey and like, if I went to the woods, I would listen. To, like, I would not stop listening to that. Are you kidding? You. Okay. That's another. That's as Bridget Jones Diary. By the way, interesting. Both UK British things. Uh, but. 
Yeah, that's an hey, album that Liverpool. you start I'm in one place. I'm happy to pick the Beatles. Like... Uh, you start in one place, right? And then you end up in a completely different place. So yeah, Sgt. Pepper, Lonely Hearts Club Band is the album I'll be spinning from now until the end of time. Excellent. All right. <clears throat> We've done this whole interview thing. I've asked you questions. Right. You've been wonderfully kind. Sure, sure. I like to turn the tables upon myself and give you the chance to ask me a question. I'll preface yeah. this with I've had the what are you doing on your PhD? And I think that's changed every time I've been asked it. And I've had the Desert Island Disc question myself. Okay, I'm not doing that. That's that's too easy. I'm going to make you sweat. Uh-oh. I'm going to ask you... Um, why... So I personally, I look at you and I see just like a very kind-hearted, thoughtful... It doesn't feel so good, does it, huh? Uh, I see your your cheeks are turning things. Uh, but I see a very kind and thoughtful and caring, and uh, like a part. I, I you give so much and you care so much for others' well being and others' needs. So I guess my question is, um, how how do you keep doing that? How do you? I've seen you be cynical as well, but more or less, I've always seen you come out positively towards other people so how do you keep that up i think um you know i've, I've spent a lot of time in my life in and kind of <clears throat> rough patches difficult times and kind of uh, I'm, I'm gonna tie this back to fallout boy actually but um one of the things I, I do believe in is that it's a fundamental fundamental ability to change and you know you'll if you if you know of anything by take this you'll know this is kind of part of their mission sheet which is why i i love it so much um but people have the capacity to change not everyone uses that capacity not all change right. is good but i think mm-hmm. if we do not facilitate the space where i as a person can use the knowledge and experience and expertise that i have to inform inspire advocate and lift others up I think you just get into this situation, partly because of capitalism, whereby everyone is just so violently trying to climb over each other that everyone just kind of gets nowhere. If like one person gets up to the next rung of the or the wall or platform, whatever, lift someone else up, and then they can lift someone else up, and so on, and then we all actually get somewhere to create change. Now, and I relate this to Fall Out Boy because uh, one of the tattoos I have is the lyric "Long live the car crash hearts," which to me symbolizes the value in the people that have been through tough times and tough experiences who instead of letting that, you know, destroy them at their core, go, you know, very much go in the Sephiroth, if you will. Um, you say, okay, well, how can I make this experience maybe help someone else? Which obviously you'll realize at this moment is a very mirroring statement to what you do, <laughs> but like, you know, truly like, okay, if I've been through this and it can inf- help or inform anyone in any way, that's valuable. That's one of the reasons I talk about grief a lot. It's one of the reasons that I wanted to look at video games and mental health, mm. you know, particularly for, for students. Is how can we potentially look at video games from a positive perspective and make a change? We are years behind that. It's going to take a long time to enact change. Mm. Behavior change is hard, particularly when you're talking about something that is, I'm using lots of academic words, but like so sociologically challenging. Mm-hmm. Mental health stigma is huge. It's global. It's, it's mm-hmm. you know, a huge beast. It's Phantom Ganon, you know, I'm just dropping their points everywhere. Um, so it's hard. It's going to take a long time to do that. But if we all, you know, all evil needs to succeed is for a good person to stand by and do nothing. 
And I'm not saying I'm a good person. I'm not saying I'm a hero. I don't have... I, I did for a long time go through this Messiah complex kind of phase. Sure. To my own detriment. I realized that was not healthy. Um, but by working together and then coming across people like you, like people that work and take this, made me go, other people are on this team. And if we all mm-hmm. together keep plugging yep. away at it, yep. we yep. will get somewhere. And that's why I keep yep. going. It's not easy. There are days when I just go, nah. There are days when I'll sit and I'll just play a video game all day that is irrelevant to work. Because you need those. Of course, I'm going to fail. Oh I'm going to have you know, crappy days, right? But fundamentally, what gets me out of bed, what gets me on stream, what gets me writing thesis, what gets me reading, is because I believe it's worthwhile. And I think if I'm going to do anything, I want that to be meaningful and something I believe in. That's gorgeous. I love that. <laughs> Look, I really, I, yeah. that almost went Shakespearean. I got very impassioned there. Kind of just happened. You did. You did. Well, I mean, it's a hop and a skip while you Brits to, to Shakespeare. So that makes sense. Um, but yeah, that's why I keep doing it. But again, you know, it, it's not a stretch for listeners to be like, oh, yeah, these guys, same page. See it. <laughs> like... Yeah, no, but that's exactly, I think, yeah. Um, so it's, it's what makes evil prevail is, you know, a good person standing by, but it's also, um, people feeling like they're like being a good person isn't worth it. And you need, you you need a group of good people to be like, Oh no, 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 they're still fighting. And for the same reason to be like, I got to step back. They can keep fighting, but I, I got to take a moment. Cause I can't, I'm exhausted. You know, that's, you need, you need a lot of people. Like all good fight. RPG parties. And this is kind of a pull quote. I have on a thing. I'm, I'm not going to mention it explicitly, but like, it's the people that make the journey worthwhile. Every party needs a, a cast yeah. of characters you know, uh, Final Fantasy, you need you need someone who's better at support and healing and buffs. You need people that are going to go in and be big, strong, and smack things and bonk monsters. Um, <clears throat> you know, you need Donald and Goofy in Kingdom Hearts. They do a you sterling job. You don't need job. Donald. <laughs> you do not need Donald. Okay, And listen. as we learn, in Kingdom Hearts 2, apparently you don't need Goofy, but you do. So here we are. Listen, I... That's I, not a spoiler. I like no Donald, spoilers. okay? I'm going to stand by that. Because I appreciate that grumpy old man kind of perspective. Oh, I love Donald so much. He's, he's, there's a Donald in all of us. But, dear Lord, heal Donald, heal! <sighs> yeah. Good time. Did we I'm, collect I, all the nerd points? I think that's all of them. I, I, beat, I beat the first Kingdom Hearts. I actually played it only a couple of years ago. And like that final string of boss fights, like no spoilers, but sweet Lord. I th- I only Everybody's a boat. That's the spoiler. Everybody's I, a boat. I have no shame in admitting I did that by just hanging back and just letting Goofy and Donald regenerate slowly and just slowly pluck away at the boss's health. That's, there's no shame Cheese in that. Strats. that's Sometimes that's what you gotta do. Because I was like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, it's a Square Enix game. That's what you get. Yeah. It's what you get. Um. Anyway, all that aside, me giving the big old speeches and whatnot. Thanks Thanks for that, by the way. I was very much, for, for listeners' benefit, I was very much blushing uh, and felt very emotive at the start of that little question. Um... Um, where is the best place for people to find you online? Uh, all links will be attached there if you found this episode. Right, right, right. Uh, start at anxiety.com, uh, then branch out. Uh, I, Depending on what's going on by the time this episode airs, I may still be on Twitter. Who it, knows that's, what's that's happening variable, on Twitter? We hope. Right? Who knows? I don't know. If it's going by the way of MySpace, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I'm on Insta. I'm on Twitch sometimes. I am... I'm definitely on Insta. I'm definitely on my website writing. 
Uh, and I'm definitely on Twitter at this moment, but who knows? But yeah, so if you start on my website, you could probably get some breadcrumbs to find whatever the heck I'm doing now. Um, yeah, so, th so that's, I think that's the easiest way to go about that. All right, anything else you want to say before we wrap up? I feel like the world is dark. Nobody can give you the love and the care that you need and deserve. Go out there and be that light to others. Sorry, you said the thing. You said the thing. I said the thing. All I right. Thing. For those watching, we're going to flick over to the stream ending screen. Thank you all for being a part of this episode. Thank you, Em, for being part of it. Thank um, you. As we say on this channel, uh, look after your mind, body, and soul. Until next oh. time, take it easy, friends. Bye bye. Well, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Psyched to be with you. I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. If you did, do please leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It really helps. Uh, otherwise, check out the description of the episode for the links for the guest, but also uh, to keep up with information about the show and myself. Uh, I really hope you enjoyed this listen. Uh, until next time, take it easy. Look after your mind, body, and soul. And I'll see you again for another episode very, very soon. Bye-bye.